This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. since we started this thing they finally made it like jack i gotta tell you man like i know there's been so much talk the last two weeks about the collapse and how annoyed we were and all that and it's totally fair because we just want a good baseball team we want to have fun but man you know honestly like i'm actually like emotional right now like i i'm like nervous to do this podcast like I don't care about any of the what's happened the last few months. Like, that's a baseball season. There's ups and downs. And, and the last 11 years, they weren't able to do what they did tonight. So, you know what? It's okay to be freaking happy. It's okay to watch this team celebrate and get the feels. Because it's been 11 years. And they're in the freaking playoffs. Fritzy, what up, buddy? 4,014 days. Wow. The last time that wow. we had seen playoff baseball until this Friday night. <laughs> this Friday, we're going to see the goddamn Philadelphia Phillies playing in the freaking playoffs, dude. And, like, I could not echo what you just said at the beginning anymore. These last two weeks have been excruciating. There's been a lot of mean, mean things said about this baseball team. But I do not give a flying bleep. <laughs> I don't care. I do not freaking care. And, and, like, it's a baseball season. They did it in September again. Who gives a crap? Because you want to know what happened, James? You want to know what happened is that they ended an 11-year <laughs> playoff drought with the guy on the mound who has been the the center of, oh, you got to get rid of him. Oh, loser this, loser that. Can't pitch in big games. Can't pitch in October. Can't pitch in September. And he had a freaking perfect game <laughs> heading into the seventh inning tonight. I mean, it was – listen, it was just about as – it was about as perfect of a baseball game as we have seen around here in a while. They came out locked in. I mean, freaking Schwarber. Like, that's what you signed that guy for. That's what you signed that guy for. Leading off a game in a freaking clincher with a home run and then doing it again. Doing it again. And Bryson Stott is just a winner. Doing it again late. He's, like, fixed the defensive issues. They played a clean, crisp, solid, beautiful baseball game, and it was finished by Zach Eflin, who has just been through so much. In his first ever save appearance, Zach Eflin goes out and just like, ho-hum, guess what? Here's the next generation of Trevor Hoffman. Like, it is – it 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 was it, – I'm so – I'm so happy. I just, I am so happy. I was so nervous all day. I was, I kept saying myself like 4,014 days, 4,014 days, 4,014 days. Like, I don't give a crap what the little Eagles have done. The, <laughs> the, the Eagle, the Phillies 
are going to the postseason, James. They're going to the postseason. Yeah, and and like you said, I mean, for it to be Nola to go out after, you know, everything that he's gone through and, and look, you know, earned the reputation the last few Septembers, but to go out and do what he did tonight and, you know, be perfect through six and two-thirds, and we'll get to more of that. I want to talk to you about all the etiquette stuff and all that. But for him to do what he did, and then for for Eflin, for it to be those two guys to close it out like that, really? Like that, you know, that is, it's poetic. It's storybook. It's, you know, and again, you know, you don't get a storybook for making the playoffs as a wildcard team or whatever, but... But that specific thing, you know, that's I always, you know, you, I, I love to wax poetic about the Luke Williams home run. And, and we don't have to do that anymore because we can wax poetic about playoff stuff again. But, um, you know, it, it just is like a, a great sports moment. And having Nola win the game, open the game, do what he did. And for Eflin to close it out like that. I mean, as a Phillies fan, if, if that doesn't give you like a little bit of a you know, uh, on top of just making the playoffs a little extra feels like, I don't know what to tell you. I know. And, and like, it was just, again, I, I can't, I can't overstate enough just how right it felt. And, and believe me, I was one of the people that were like, please stop with the Brewers. Like excited that they oh, tied it buddy. up. Got a guy like, I, cause I'm just like, dude, I just want to get, I just want to make the playoffs. But of course there's that little thing in the back of my head. Like, man, it would suck if the Brewers uh, already lost. And then we already knew our fate heading into the ninth. Like it added that, that little bit extra of like, Oh my God, they could potentially blow this. And of course the last at bat, I mean, was oh, that as my long- God, dude, are you kidding me? It was, like was a, that as a, long as the rain delay? Was that as long as the rain delay in 08? I mean, it, was, it felt... It was as long as a Steve Traxel start. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's such a great point. And look, I'll cop to it. You know, I texted you and I said, is it wrong that I'm kind of just a little bit happy that the Brewers, you know, didn't... It was before they actually won the game. But when they tie it in the ninth, because I was like, I want the Phillies to... Maybe if the Phillies were not winning in the moment, I wouldn't have said it. But, you know, I wanted to see them close it out. I wanted to see them have that moment where, you know, we didn't have that anticlimactic. Like, I was even thinking about it with, like, tweeting. Like, what do we tweet? If the, if the Diamondbacks goes out, it's like, all right, we're in the playoffs. Guess we'll finish this game out and then get really excited because it doesn't feel like we should be as excited until they actually win the game. You know, it was weird. So I, I think it, you know, honestly, it really it really played out perfectly for for a team that has had so many non-perfect nights let's say after the last over the last 11 years the the actual day where they finally ended the drought you really did kind of play out perfectly yeah and it was so funny because um it it felt like t-mac you know he thought he had five five to ten minutes for the for, for like the setup. Oh yeah, and, buddy. And after he starts getting outs. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like bang, bang, first two bit first two batters are swinging the first pitch. And it's like, oh, I guess I gotta set this all up really quickly. And it's just like when you think about everything that we've been through, James, like like everything as as Phillies fans, like eleven seasons in baseball isn't normal. Like it's it's just it couldn't be less normal. Um 
having to, to go through what we went through. And we went through especially, not only- Especially as a market like Philadelphia. You know, I mean, it's one thing, and even what the Mariners went through is crazy, but it's one thing to be, you know, a team that doesn't have a, a massive baseball market, isn't this huge, like, top five, seven market in, in sports. You know, it's crazy, Jack. And think about everything that we've gone through, right? So we have the best run in franchise history from from 07 to 11. And then immediately, like, the window closes. You know, Howard gets hurt. Utley has the knee issues. Um, Halliday's not the same guy. Rollins not the same guy. Cliffley was still pretty good for a couple of years, though, there. And it was like, okay. Um, so we're pretty much just in purgatory. Like, A.J. Burnett was affiliate at one point. Uh, like, uh, Michael Young, the Michael Young experience. Um you know, Grady Sizemore was a, was a center fielder oh at one God. point during this. Uh, Cedric Hunter started an opening day for us in left field. Um, Jeremy you know, Hellickson started multiple oh, opening day starts. Back-to-back, back-to-back opening day starter. Multiple. Yep, yep, yep. Dustin McGowan, the, the, the amount of just dog bleep relievers. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan getting hit in the throat. Um, like, it's just... Yeah, the the Tyler Goodell throw out to to Cameron Rupp. I mean, there's just it it's been such a just decade of misery. And yes, could they have killed an entire young fan base with not making the playoffs for a decade? They might have. Um, but it just it if I mean, any if you even want to get into Clentech, McPhail, the disaster they were like everything that we have been through, like Phillies fans, what. This podcast has had to endure five straight, well, four straight September collapses. This year uh, is a common Philly success. Um, it, it's just uh, it's September miracle. Yep, yep, it really is. It, it's it's been so much dreck, and honestly, like like seeing Hoskins start willing up, like seeing how much he felt it. Uh, we we talked about it at the open, but like Nola being on the mound was just perfect. You know, him being the guy that could kind of shut up all the haters and, and, and going down and dominating. And then Jose Verado, who, like, I mean, all of a sudden is the, the greatest reliever I've ever seen put on a Phil's uniform, and that includes 08 Bradledge. Like, I, he is insane. Um, and then Eflin closing it out, you know. Eflin closing it out is just it, – it was – it was everything I could have asked for in a, in a closeout game other than obviously it being at home. Um, um, but it's just, it's been such a long, long time to, to get where we are today. Yeah, man. Jose Alvarado, like the only reliever who's immune to your correct uh, theory of bringing guys out to get a big out and then bring him back the next inning. It seems like he's immune to everything. He's just like, sure, I'll go back another inning. No problem. I'll get outs. Um, all right. I, I want to get into some specific stuff, but um, first and foremost, in classic Kyle's fashion, because, you know, we finally made it to this freaking podcast. Like, wasn't sure it was ever going to happen. I wasn't sure if we would ever get to talk to each other about the Phillies actually being in the playoffs. But... Um, with that in mind, um, let, let's dole out some quick credit because obviously um, presented by Miller Lite, as soon as Miller Lite came on board, you know, we know what happened. The team started playing better. You know, some might say you know, it was Topper and the end of Girardi and all that. And I would agree with a lot of that if we're giving you know, the portion for the whole season. But I just would like to draw attention to, you know, it was September and we were collapsing. And, you know, the man who's been so tied to, to Philly's fortunes, it almost seems like he can swing them with a tweet, Bob Nightingale. 
um, wrote this in an article um, talking about the Phillies collapse. And he said, little wonder why James Seltzer, a host and producer for Philadelphia sports station WIP, tweeted back in May, there is no team in the history of sports more frustrating to root for than Philadelphia Phillies. Still true, obviously, even in spite of tonight. But, um, you know, I'm not going to say that Bob Nightingale and me got the Phillies in the playoffs with the perfectly timed article that I was a part of, but I'm also totally going to say that that's the reason the Phillies saved the September collapse. It saved everything right when it happened. Jack, you know, sometimes you just got to give credit when it's due, so give me some credit. I will give you credit. Um, Also, (laughs) shout out to Bob for finally helping us out rather than trying to sink our season like he did at the beginning of September when he wrote that the Phillies are confident that they're going to end. Oh, my God. He was trying to kill us. Their playoff drought. Also, I believe if you if we're, you know, we're not big pat ourselves on the backs, guys. No. Um, But I believe I did tweet on Saturday after the 13 to four game, which was, again, that did happen. Um, a mere three games ago. Uh, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, uh, 13 to four did happen. I believe I tweeted during that that the season is over. So um, <laughs> I just had to, you know, do my if people jinx. real quick. If people just took all your tweets from the season and put them like in a row, it would be such a wild ride, man. That's what we do. Listen, it's 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 hop on board a roller coaster. I try to ma- maintain level headedness. But when I felt like my very easily should have cakewalked into the playoff season falling apart right in front of my eyes for the fifth straight season, uh, sorry if I was a little bit emotional. But you know what, James? As I sit here, it's about 11.45. It really doesn't feel like it, pal. It feels like it's about 9. It does not feel like 11.45. Um, you know, my only thing is that I don't really care because the Phils are going to the playoffs, James. Have I mentioned that before? Have I mentioned that the Phillies are going to the playoffs. They're going to the freaking playoffs. And before I want to before we go any further here. Mm-hmm. Can I just do something real quick? Like I I think this is important. And I and I think it needs to be said. And I think it's for a lot of people out there. Um you know that are feeling, "Oh, well, they made it the third wild card and oh, this isn't really that special, and yada, yada, yada. Like, I just want everyone to take a step back and just think about everything that they have overcome this season and have still won 86 games. And I believe I have laid it all out here, James, in a simple notes app. Are you ready for this? I I am so ready, but don't short them. They've won 87 games after tonight, but go ahead. 87 even better. I think an important number for a lot. I'll do my Al Michaels. An important win tonight, not just for the Phillies making the playoffs, but for a lot of other people around the country. That officially wraps up the Phils over, by the way. So <laughs> there you go. That was my point. Yes. Never a doubt. But like, if 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 any other team overcame what this team has overcame so far this season, I think could be much more positive vibes. I mean, they're already three wins away from ninety. Like whatever. But think about this. Joe Girardi, first. First and foremost, <laughs> that's the biggest one. Uh, 22 and 29 when he was fired, you know? And if you're looking for some hope for a, a possible run here, I mean, the Nationals did this in 2019, and the Braves did it last year, 
where they weren't in first place, they weren't in playoff contention. The, the Braves won 88 games last year. The Phillies overcame Joe Girardi being an absolute dunce that should not have ever been back as Phillies manager. But you know what? If he doesn't come back, then it doesn't lead us to Rob Thompson. So maybe it wasn't the worst thing in the world. They overcame a Bryce Harper injury that caused them to miss uh, 52 games. They did go 32-20 and 20 during that time period, but they lost Bryce Harper. Zach Wheeler, all of a sudden, towards the end of the season, he has to miss time. Eflin, he has the, the knee injury. He misses time. Uh, they didn't have a closer for the first half of the year until they put Sir Anthony in there. And it was like Corey Knable and whoever else is like, that's our closer idea. They overcame not having a closer. They overcame having Didi Gregorius, who <laughs> who I forgot was a Philly on opening day, oh, honestly. Yeah. Um, honestly, forgot. Uh, no homers as a Philly um, and just simply couldn't play anymore. Um, they overcame Didi Gregorius being a Philly. They overcame... Oduble freaking Herrera playing center field again uh, for a majority of this season. Oduble Herrera is 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 another thing they had to overcome. Kyle Gibson existing is another thing they had to overcome. That's a direct shot for you. They overcame I bleeping. I I they overcame I bleeping hate this place. They overcame Jerry's familia Thank being you. Jerry's familia. They overcame James Norwood existing. They overcame Gene Segura missing two months with a broken hand. They overcame pre-Canada JT Realmuto. Um, they, they overcame. <laughs> they, they overcame uh, Sir Anthony missing time for the last uh, month and a half. They have overcame so much, and like honestly, if you take a step back and you lay all that out. The fact that we're 87 wins and and possibly more and they've ended the postseason drought, that is impressive stuff for a team that it feels like people are like, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's time to jump all in. Like, damn it, man. Who cares? Who cares? They've overcome a lot. It's a long baseball season, and they're in the postseason. Yeah, they're in the dance, right? You got to be in it to win it. And... To the point, like, we've made the entirety of this podcast is, oh, they're a team and really a franchise, team each year in a franchise that doesn't know how to win, that hasn't done it in so long that they've had a, a, a culture of losing. And, like, you got to take baby steps. Like, it, of course, it's not always just going to be like they come out and win 100 games and it's like, oh, they're amazing. Like, it was a, to Jack's amazing list he just put together, a season full of, of adversity and trials and tribulations. And they have found their way to the point now where, and again, like the funny thing is the Padres are tied right now. Who knows? Like Phillies could be the second wild card. They still have the tiebreaker on the Padres. So that's up in the air, uh, you know, the whole third wild card thing. But, you know, they're not a, a BS team. They're going to end up winning somewhere between 87 and 89 games. I mean, that's that's a really good season. You know, that's a, a season that gets you in the playoffs a lot of years, even before them adding this third wild card thing. Let's not forget, they talked about the broadcast the last time the, the Phillies were in the freaking playoffs, a 2011 Phillies team that won 102 games and lost to an 84-win Cardinal team that went on to win the World Series, you know? So um, anything can happen now. And I do, I, I thought, you know, a lot of people made this point heading into the last couple of days, and I thought it was a really good one that, you know, this team was really tight and feeling the pressure 
of trying to make the playoffs. And I think that was something, the drought, the talk of it, the you know people who have been here for so long who had never gotten over that hump and all that, that I think that was something that was really you know, weighing on this group. And, you know, you could even tell when, you know, we're crushing Thompson for his speech and all that. And I think that was why he said it. And I still disagree with it. I still disagree with the approach. But I think that everyone there was kind of feeling it. And, you know, I think that to get over this hump, to make it in the playoffs, you know, you're coming in as one of the underdogs. You're coming in with, you know, kind of playing with house money in a lot of ways. So I do think, you know, I'm not, I can't say I expect them to to go on any sort of run or anything like that. But, I certainly, it wouldn't be shocking to your point. Like the last couple of years have proven that teams can get hot right now and, and, and make some things happen, especially, I mean, <laughs> we've talked about how important Wheeler is if he's going to pitch that game one, which he's lined up for. I mean, if we're going to get anything close to the Aaron Nola we got tonight, I mean, you know, you could easily win a, a three-game series with those two guys. Oh, dude, uh, they're winning a postseason series. Like, oh, I, oh, I don't oh, even have oh, to think yeah. twice about it. Like, uh, enough of the enough of the, the the beating around the bush. There, they're winning a postseason series. I haven't felt more confident about a, a sports prediction in a while than the Phillies are winning a postseason series. And that could be a guess. That frankly, I don't care. Um, they're winning a postseason series, and I want the city of Philadelphia to understand that tonight, when their heads hit the pillow, or when you wake up tomorrow morning and you put that fresh cup of coffee down in the morning after you just freshly brewed it, and you start looking at the celebration for last night, you start looking over Noel's up, you start looking at 07 to 11 highlights again, you start weeping when you see uh, uh, them close out the 07 clincher like I did this morning. Like, I just... I want everyone to understand that the Phillies are winning a postseason series. I am not afraid of the Cardinals. I am not afraid of the Mets. I I think if you have Zach Wheeler in game one, you have a shot. And I think that letting them in was a mistake. Letting the Phils, who have been playing tight, who have been playing scared with this mountain of pressure on the backs of their shoulders, this mountain of pressure of you're going to collapse again, you're going to collapse again. You know what happened tonight is that that was lifted. That was lifted from them. And I don't care if it's a third wild card. I don't care if it's a second wild card. I don't care if that's viewed as backed in. It doesn't matter because they made the playoffs. And... I just have this feeling that a lot of weight was lifted off their shoulders. And honestly, James, how they played tonight, like that was so, it was like strange. Like they walked into this game and it felt like maybe once they saw the magic numbers down to one, they were like, Mm -hmm. let's go just end it tonight. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Like, I mean, I know there's a couple double plays, which is infuriating, but I, I felt like they were more locked in. I felt like, they were on like they weren't just giving away at bats. I felt like the pitching was locked in. I felt every single aspect of this team was crisp. And that's what they were for two months under Rob Thompson, or two and a half months. And the last month they've gotten away from it. And yes, that's been infuriating, but there is still a really freaking good baseball team in here, James. And when you think about it this way, you have a Wheeler game one. You have October Nola in game two. You have Ranger in game three, who I might trust more than those guys. Oh, yeah. We've always talked about it. Like, the guy's heartbeat slower in those spots. It just is what it is. He's not going to be phased. That's for sure. You have those three ready to go. And then 
you get into a situation where you can bring Falter out of the bullpen. You can bring Eflin out of the bullpen. Robertson hasn't pitched in a while. Well, especially with Falter and Eflin. I mean, Falter particularly has been starting a guy who's pitched out of the bullpen. Getting Syndergaard even a little bit of work out of the bullpen helps. Like, you've got all these guys, you know? Like, it's it's really interesting, Jack. Like, they got a lot of starters who I feel like could be postseason factors, especially if they do win a series. What about Gibby? Gibby, Gibby? Off the postseason roster. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like he can't be. What what use is he on the postseason roster? No way. No way. Vibes guy. I yeah. mean, he seems like a good. He, he seems does. like a good vibe guy. Let him hang out. You know, I don't, I don't. He doesn't have to to leave the locker room, but or the clubhouse. But but um um um, no one with their September. You see, is he already? He's like ten fifteen in September. So it's like, how could anyone still? And and we love you, Dave Shaw. You are our guy, and I love you. And shout out for running the marathon, like with like basically just being like, I'm gonna run a marathon, doing it in a Phillies uniform. That was super cool. Um, but I'm I'm hoping you're out on Gibby with me because no sane person can still defend Kyle Gibson, as far as I'm concerned, Jack. Um, but you know, it is interesting. Like they got, and again, look, the lineup is is still legit, you know, and and obviously if if they're locked in and if these guys are hitting they they can do damage against anybody. I mean, look, you know, obviously that 13 to 4 game was a disaster and like you said, you you know, when season's over and all that. But you know, since then they they put up 8 8, you know, they got enough to win tonight. Schwarber has four homers in the last what? Two games, you know, three games or whatever, I mean. So um, you know, it, it's like you said, I, I'm I'm not quite as confident as you, but I appreciate it. Um, that they, they they are dangerous. They are a dangerous team with the, those starters and the depth in the pitching staff and the lineup. All right, so so quick because you brought it up, and let's just talk about it real quick. First and foremost, you know, obviously they were way better than us this year and and all that, but the Mets collapsing is is bleeping hilarious. I almost cursed there, but it is, I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's just so funny. It's so funny. Like I, and they're better than us and they'd be favored and they kicked our ass all year. And I can't, I know I can't talk, but like, I can't help it. Like schadenfreude. I can't help it. It was hilarious this weekend. And it's so funny because we're a Phillies team that, you know, and even like we talked about, there's definitely people in the fan base who are like kind of not as excited as they they should be. And I think will be like, look, they, they made the freaking playoffs. I think people will feel it. Even I, I was super excited. I felt like way more emotional than I expected to tonight. Like I expect to be excited. I was like emotional. Like I'm, I've been feeling it, you know, but I think with the Mets, it's so funny because we're heading into the playoffs now, you know, kind of on, on a real positive streak just to finish out. Obviously, it was really tough for a while, but at least we're, we're on an uptick at the end here. And, like, the Mets and Mets fans, like, even though this team won, like, what, like 10, 12 more games than the Phillies or whatever it is, uh, you know, like, they are coming in way more disappointed, way more upset with their team if that happens, if it's a really interesting dynamic but the question I want to ask is, you know, Mets or Cardinals? Like, if you have to choose, because I think, you know, it's obviously interesting. I think that that situation, the Mets coming in kind of down is is interesting. But, you know, they do have Scherzer. Scherzer they do have DeGrom. They have owned us this year. I think the Cardinals are, are a less talented baseball team, but it's obviously the Cardinals, the last team we face in 11. We talked about that. Um, you know, and, and look, part of it too, just on a, on a, a sports fan level, you know, just from a fun perspective, obviously they're both cool series, but I mean, Phillies Mets in the playoffs for the first time ever after this year, the way it's gone would be, you know, pretty epic. 
Um, where do you come down on it? Whew. Um, man. Uh, vibes are down in Mets land uh, after <laughs> just getting oh, swept. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It, 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 like, seeing the reaction uh, videos today has just been – it's been bringing a, a little bit of a, a, a tear to my eye. Um, it's still the Cardinals. But I will say that I'm not as terrified of the Mets as, uh, you know, I would have been a month ago. And I keep thinking back to that, what was it, 1978 or whatever, when the, the Dodgers owned the Phillies in the regular season. and think they won, like, what, 11 out of 12. Um, and then the Phillies beat them in the postseason series or, or, or whatever the, the stat was. Um, so I, I think of that a lot. Um, the Grom insurers are obviously one, two is terrifying. Um but I mean, listen, they went went down to Atlanta and got swept with those two on the mound. So, you know, and 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 Degrom will do what he does. You know, give him a good four to five innings and then <laughs> turn over the bullpen. So yeah, you gotta you gotta factor that in. I just the Cardinals thing worries me a little bit from the standpoint of it's like, man, like Pujols is all of a sudden like, I mean, if he stays around, he might hit eight hundred homers. Um, it seems like they're planning for Wainwright and and Yachty and Pujols to kind of go out at the same time, you know, and all retire the same year, which I don't love having to go up against that. And they've been really good here for like two months. Um, but like, I look at that team and Wainwright's whatever. I mean, he was part of the team in 2011. I mean, is Chris Carpenter still pitching? No. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like Flaherty actually looked pretty good the other day. Uh, but then it's like Jordan Montgomery and, and Jose Quintana and, like, am, am I supposed to be afraid of that? Like, Ryan Helsley in a playoff series terrifies is me. nasty. And Quintana, for what it's worth, has been awesome for the Cardinals. Yeah, la, 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 la. Don't care. Don't care. Do not care about awesome. Get me to the postseason where my big game pitchers step up like Aaron Nola. Um, <laughs> playoff Nola, Jack. It's playoff Nola. It. Was that, like, one of the first staples yeah. of this podcast? Yeah, that was, was like, like, super duper, duper early on. Like, way Well, early. I did feel like it was back in in, in uh, 18 Fenway Nola tonight. Oh, it was – really I mean, that was the best game I mean, he's he was ever better. pitched. He was better. He was better. It's the best he's ever been. Not even close. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, the Cardinals are kind of tough. Um, obviously, Goldschmidt's MVP. Uh, Arenado's been <laughs> sane. Um, but, like, there's just – they're the freaking Cardinals. Yeah. Like, I, I would love to beat the Mets. I'd love to play the Mets. But, you know, I, I want to make up for 2011. Um, and I just – I view the Phillies, and I think the three things that, that make me feel confident in this team, James, is, one, what I laid out earlier about, I think – like major league baseball let a mis- uh, made a mistake letting the Phils in the playoffs. Like that's that's exactly what I think. And, and and I think that them getting in and being able to exhale and be like we made it. Now let's go play ball. I think is just such a massive win for them. Then I think about their two horses and also Ranger. But then I think about Schwarby. And I think about like if he just goes on a freaking run and it kind of feels like we're Schwerber, there. better than June Schwerber. If we can get that, and then Brycey and Reese just you know maybe gets hot out of nowhere. JT's like, been hot for like JT's three months. been hot. Like yeah. I just I have these visions. I've had these visions of like these guys turning into like September, October. What's well, obviously October? Like it's like those are our guys. And those are they're gonna have some moments. I need a Bryce moment, like real bad, real bad. Need a Bryce moment. 
Um, but I just have had these like I just have a good feeling about this team heading into a playoff series. I really do. It's not even like it's not even like bid enhanced. Like I I think when they get in and they are now in, I have felt for a little bit here that that there's gonna be a little a little little run here. I don't. It's not. It's not. There's been so much of this bull which is uh, driven me up a wall where it's well, they're going to get in and get swept. Why? Why are they going to get in and get swept? You have like, you have Zach Wheeler who was dominant on Sunday for his five innings. You have Zach Wheeler, you have Aaron Olive, Ranger Suarez. Like, I mean, it's, that's a good one through three. You have a high, uh, uh, a high price lineup and it's the best bullpen they've had in, in forever. Like, like I'm so, I'm already annoyed by it. I can already tell there's oh, they're going to get swept. I don't care. Like, grow up. I don't think they're going to get swept. I think they're going to win. And I'm so sick and tired of them getting out in front of it. Like, they're going to win their first-round series. They're going to win. They're going to win. I don't care. I don't care. They're going to win. Okay. I love this so much. That was a phenomenal just in the moment being like, screw it. I'm getting out in front of this. I'm saying it now. Um, all right. Um, first and foremost, I agree with everything you said. Ultimately, like I, the Mets would just be so fun. And as a sports fan, I'm, I'm, all, awesome. I'm, I'm all yeah. in. But the correct answer is the Cardinals. For everything you said, plus, you know, j- just as an added thing, they don't reseed after the first round. So you want to be the six seed because you want to play the three seed and not face the Dodgers in the second round. Not that it really matters. You're going to have oh, to beat. Oh, no. Beat. I love that angle. I but, love that angle. We're know, getting an NLCS I'm tra- around here. I'm, that's what I'm trying to do, Jack. I'm trying to watch as much Philly's freaking playoff baseball as I possibly can. That's that's my whole goal right now. Well, um, and you got to think about it th- this way too, James. Is that uh, the Phils own the Dodgers in point. playoff? It's a good point in, in playoff series, and so. and four and three against them this year. Just saying. Yeah, and should have been uh, should have been five and three. Five. Corey Canabo, I know. Trust well, me. would that be five and two? All those losses. Be- ah, how many gut punch losses over the years? You did a list before. Like we had so many of them. The Hector Narises, the all this stuff. Um, all right. I have two more things, and then if you have anything else, but here's my last two. One is a statement. Um, slash a a kind of a, a mini ask of you. Um, and then the second is a question for you. Uh, statement. Um, I would just like to point out that after all the slander on this podcast over the course of the season, some titles, some things were said, I would just like to point out that in seasons that Zoe Seltzer has gone and sat at a Phillies game and watched the team play live, they've gone to the playoffs. Ju- I'm just saying it. All right. There was a lot of slander about one Zoe Seltzer. Yes, my daughter on this podcast from someone here. And I'm just saying, first season going to games, playoffs. Boom. So the small ask is I just I want to know if you want to apologize. Well, I see your uh comment about Zoe, and I would like to raise you. <laughs> oh, baby Francis, <laughs> I mean yes. I mean the, the, the season turned around at that point. <laughs> yes, like, yes, this is I, it. I, the way I would characterize <laughs> This is the most Jack Fritz response <laughs> in the history of responses ever. The way I would characterize this predicament that the podcast is currently in is that Zoe Seltzer was a liability. And <laughs> you had to have a baby just to just to yep. fight the ship. Yes. Is, and baby Fritz came around to make sure really that we, good. This is that really we good. really this is truly good. ended the playoff. Baby drought. Fritz so, not here yet, but sure. Yes, I like yeah, this. Well, he's good. soon. Um, <laughs> and baby Fritz is gonna wake up in the world in a world a where, world cha- as a world champion. You know. Well, he's also gonna wake up in a world where or there. Sorry. It, 
the baby. <laughs> I keep saying him. Um, but, but they're going to wake up in a world where um, Aaron Nola is a career winner, um, where Bryce Harper is a winner, and Reese Hoskins is a winner because they made the postseason. Where the and, Phillies are winners, Jack. That is the most impactful statement you can say. You're damn right, pal. You're damn right. So, yeah. I mean, like, think about – just think about everything that that this podcast and, and our listeners and just the the dreadful, dreadful – I mean, we have been through a lot. I mean, from being excited about Matt Klintzak and to, to the downfall of Matt Klintzak to, to Harper Lent – to the JT trade, to, you know, they fire Klintak, they hire Dombrowski, they did the Brian Barber hire. Don't forget hire. to throw if we don't, we don't in there. Cause that if was, we don't, that we don't. McPhail, yeah. The McFailure era. Like, it's been a long time coming. And I think I, we said it when they, they signed Cassia on us. Like, we deserve this. And it just feels so good that we are sitting here uh, beginning of October Big game, Aaron Nola just went out and shoved and pitched the Phillies into the postseason. Just like we always time, thought. For the first time in in 11 years. And we made it. We did it. And listen, it's okay to geek out. Like, you deserve it. Um, we all deserve it. It's been a long freaking time coming. And I just have this feeling that it's only going to get better, James. Like, I... I think this was just the the tip of the iceberg. I think this was just they got in and then it's like we figured it out a little bit and now it's go time. And I I, I couldn't I I just I can't be happier. Like I was I was you know I, I woke up today and I had to watch the second half of the Jags game again because I forgot and I was in stuck in traffic. So I had to rewatch the Jags game. But after that. I watched the uh, the 07 clincher just like to feel it again. Weld up a little bit. That's whatever. Um, that doesn't that can be scrubbed from the record. I'm sure. Um, th- then I like was driving to work and I'm just like, dude, I, I, I just I needed to be a 10. And I kept saying in my head over and over again, like 4014 days. That is an absolute. That's insane. James it's a that's insane for a fan base and a franchise that is as like that is you know spends much money as they do 4,014 days and we made it through the day I was nervous all day I was finding anything else to do and at 8 10 I just had this calming sense when I watched Knowles and it was just a magical magical night I, I can't freaking wait for Friday I can't wait. I, I I need the schedule now. I can't believe that we are being saddled with Michael K and A Rod. Well, I not mean, necessarily. Again, if we're the two, okay. if, if we get the two spot. Oh, good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, good point. Thank you. Good point. Um, like I mean, of course, Joe Buck quits Fox. You know, know. the year the, the, the Phils are back. But I know. So but he I goes digress. back when he did in OA. He wasn't good. Not now. He does good at baseball. But anyway, go ahead. But I can't wait for Friday, and um, I just – it's going to be amazing. And I don't care how long it lasts. I don't care. It's been an up-and-down season. Um, and I just I, – I, I really think – I just really think we deserve this. 
and our fan base deserves this. Um, and it's okay to believe in the fills again. Like we don't need to do the scaredy cat. Oh, this guy is falling. Like they're good. They're good. They're here. They're going to be here for a while. Stoddard's a winner. Schwab's is a winner. Knowles is a winner. You know, it's, 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 mm-hmm. a, it's a good time. And how about, how about Gene and, and JT? Yeah, now, it's awesome. It's making awesome. the playoffs for the first time in their career. Yeah, it's pretty insane. I mean, the fact that the two longest streaks in baseball of games played without making it were both on the Phillies, coinciding with the you know Phillies having the National League drought and and you know just an insane drought. It really is. Um, again, it just adds to how how cool it is that that they finally broke that barrier and made it. And I echo everything you said. And I will be breaking my steadfast no podcast on Fridays rule so we can record after the first game. Obviously, like. I'm sure, uh, you know, assuming they win, of course. Um, but, um, I, you know, it's awesome. I'm with you. I can't wait to get till Friday. All right. Last thing I said, I had a question and then it, I got to edit and we're going to bed Fritz. I haven't complained about being up late once that shows how insane this is right now. Last thing. Um, how much do we blame NBC sports Philadelphia for putting a perfect game ticker up in the six inning and then him blow like it. I, I'm not really like, I look, I get with broadcasters and stuff like you're doing your job, especially national guys of no allegiance stuff. Like I get it. You're doing your job. And even then, like I would talk around it. I'd be like, well, you know, 15 up and 15 down, huh? Like that kind of stuff. Like I get it. You have to do your job, like try and avoid, you know, certain buzzwords, but for the home network to put that up on the ticker, like even me who is not, you know, I'm not too precious about that. I was like, what are we doing here? Jack, we, we've given out a lot of love on this pod and deservedly so in praise. Um, do we have to end giving out, you know, a little bit of a, uh, you know, not praise, blame, whatever? Well, as someone who has often been labeled a mush in their, in their, in their lifetime, <laughs> um, it kind of takes one to know one, you know, and, and that's what I'd say. I wasn't even like Jill. I was watching the game with Jill. And she's like, why are they being so weird? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, just don't just, you know, just we can't. Just don't say it. Just don't say it. Um, so even I was like, all right, we can't, we can't do this today. It was a weird, like, <laughs> a perfect game alert makes sense if you're if the game's on, like, MLB. Network. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It, it's an odd move. It's an odd move. You know that people are watching that game. I think we all have a general idea. We're not idiots. So, oh, my God. Um, a big old swing and a miss, but it's over. It's overlooked. Everything yeah, over. and who cares? Nola was amazing. He was brilliant. He finally and they stepped won. Up and, the, and, and they, they won. won. And uh, and we get to do playoff pods. It's so cool. Oh, is that allowed? Uh, I didn't think we'd ever be able. To, I didn't think we'd ever be able to do a postseason podcast. I mean, I was legitimately thinking if I was ever going to see the Phillies make the playoffs again, um, and that was a mere three days ago. And the turnaround from three days ago to, oh my God, we're going to the postseason, and also. Um, one last thing, even though I might have like eight other last things. Because oh my god, let me go to bed, Jack. Now I will. Stream of consciousness. I would super just like to give. I would like to give a shout out to the Miami Marlins. I mean, oh hell yeah, great point, great job. We wouldn't be here without you. We really wouldn't be here without Jack, you. Would you Miguel say we're Ro- all fans of fish. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a big fish fan. Exactly. Um, 
And Don Mattingly going out as a winner, per usual. Miguel Rojas uh, delivering the the almost season clinching uh, s- single with a broken. So, wrist so much or poetic stuff happening, you know. Yeah, um, it's been special, and uh, and we get more, and we get more. We're not this just doing not, a up. Oh, season's over. That was fun, Pod. Like we've done like eight trillion freaking times. It's good. It's very good, pal. It's very right. good. Um. I'm I'm really happy. I'm really excited. I'm way more um again like this is awesome and you should be happy if you're a Phillies fan. And you've freaking been with it. I was like trying to figure out with Emily. I was like thinking like, you know, I was like if I watch, you know, for at least like let's just say the last 5 years, you know, when they were actually competitive for, you know, 2018 on, you know, 5 seasons, you know, if I miss, you know, with weddings or this or that or a, a vacation where you can't watch one and you, you're you even better about, you know, being completely inappropriate and making sure you watch games. But like 152, 155, 153, 154, whatever games it is a year with this team over the last five years, it's like it's like almost like 800 games with this team over the last five years. Like that's, you know, these are three and four and three and a half and – you know, these are, these are, you know, our games, like these are real commitments, life commitments. We spend so much time with this team and, and spend so much time to see so much losing and so much, you know, just unfulfilled expectations. You know, our freaking podcast is called High Hopes. How many times have we joked about how inappropriate a title that is? You know, it's been a lot of losing, like... Like, don't let the the feeling of frustration with the team not finishing it out the way you thought they would and not, and, you know, almost collapsing and all that. And that's been the theme of this pod is, like, don't let that, you know, hinder or limit the absolute joy you should feel because the Phillies are freaking in the playoffs again. And that's f- awesome because we watched so much bad baseball and so much mediocre baseball and so much losing when it mattered. They finally won enough when it mattered. They finally won enough games over the course of a season, battled tons of adversity to get there. And um, it's freaking awesome. Fritzy, I love you, buddy. This is awesome. I'm really excited to do a playoff pop with you. Yeah. Love you too. Love the Phils. Um, and loves our high hopes people. This has been, yes. uh, I don't say, I don't know if I would have made it through the last five years without them. Like, you know, this is, uh, this is for all of us. We, uh, we really went through a lot together. And guess what? My final message to everyone out there is that we're going to win a postseason series. It's not, I don't need to, not worried about the Cardinals. Don't care if it's the Mets. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. The Phils are winning a postseason series, and we're going to have a home playoff game in Citizens Bank Park. And when we do, tears will be shed 100%. So uh, I can't wait for it. And also look out for James and I potentially uh, on Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Maybe some stuff going on. Well, uh, yeah. Could be cool. Could be cool. Oh, fine. Throw your Nolestat out there. You, you, you can't not. Oh, yeah. So, I was so excited about it. Real quick, because I need to go to bed and edit this, but give me this stat, because it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure is from Jilly on the pregame show, which I'm pretty sure he got from Baseball Reference. But um, Aaron Nola tonight became the second pitcher in baseball history, history, to pitch uh, and strike out 230 batters and walk less than 30 in a season, which is insane. Um, and the other guy was in like 1884. <laughs> Shout out so to Aaron Nola. So it doesn't really count. 
You know, for a guy who's really been so maligned over you know the last few years because of the September, um, it's awesome. So he deserves he deserves some some real credit tonight, and and the whole team does. It's so exciting, Fritzy. All right, we're gonna be back with playoff pods because the Phillies are in the playoffs. And the hopes are high for real for once. He's Fritz himself. Though.